Thanks, guys, for just tuning in to uh, It's a Meeting in My Room. So this is my room, and I'm Tam Lawrence, and I am the publisher of Exposure Magazine as well as the founder of Exposure TV Network. Uh, most importantly, today I want to talk about why I decided to fund uh, the Be In Color uh, Media Association for minority media platforms all around the country. Today we have over 1,100 media platforms that are registered and ready to take it to the next level in terms of what we need to address. As a black media outlet since 2013, I have really been out here hitting the pavement and struggling with trying to keep these media platforms open because I understand that media has the ability to change the narrative and how the way and, and definitely determine how people look at us as a people. When you can take away humanity from something, then you don't have to take responsibility on how you treat people. And I believe that when you're watching the late night news and the narrative that other networks show about particular people, they draw a perception of those individuals. And at, in the end, it just it actually desensitizes people from feeling a sense of compassion or humanity towards a group of people. But the only time that we can ever change that narrative is if we are able to use mass communication, whether it's print, digital, podcasting, um, video content. We're going to have to be responsible as minorities to put out content that actually negates the negative. And so when I first started Exposure uh, Magazine in 2013, my thing was I want to make sure that people understand that there are Coretta Scott Kings of today. There are Harriet Tutmans of today. There are Martin Luther Kings of today. And those stories need to be archived. That's important information. For so many years, I've always heard black people complain about how history is a mystery to them today. Well, in order for us to make sure that our history of today that we are creating in every moment that we live is archived for our children, children to understand or to learn from. So people learn in two different ways. They learn from wisdom and experience. My mother used to say, don't touch the stove because it was hot. But if I was hard-headed and I walked up and put my hand on there, I was one of those people that would have to learn from experience. And I would always put my hand on it to see if it was hot. And if I got burnt, guess what? I had an experience. Now I had the wisdom to say to my children, don't you touch that stove. Mama was burnt back in whatever time. So when we create media platforms and we create content that is disseminating this type of information that is, hey, this has been my experience. This is what I learned from it. And this is the way in which people should go. We are now syndicating wisdom. We are using a higher frequency to send out messages, to inform, to enlighten people. When you don't have media platforms that are covering communities, um, you are, we're, we're at a disadvantage when there is a procurement process for our businesses. We're at a disadvantage when there is a devastation from a weather or a storm. Where is the um, resources and how are these resources being allocated? We're at a disadvantage when big companies are hiring employment opportunities or economic advancement. Um, one of the things I can tell you is that we're less likely as minority platforms to get advertisement from big corporations or from government ad dollars. And even for that fact, whenever there's an election, there's millions of dollars that are being spent. But yet we don't get that because we don't get the support from constituents reading our publications, watching our televisions, watching or listening. If we want to take mainstream media and create it for 
a, a space for color media, we have to be willing to get involved and change the narrative. I think that at this point right now in society that we should be proactive and not reactive. Being proactive means that I'm going to pay attention to positive content that's being put out by platforms. But also, I want to hold these black media platforms responsible for putting out negative content. We need to stop putting out garbage like the fights that happened or information just about celebrities. We need to put out information that is going to be the night night news. We need to put out information that's going to inform and investigate and supply us with facts and information and data that support our communities. We need to put out information to have our constituents understand Uh, government and that government is an employee of yours they work for you as long as you're paying taxes these individuals who are judges that are sitting in seats that are making decisions on your life is only because sometimes we vote on people that we don't know enough about them to even have them in that position so we have to start looking at how do we corner this situation how do we control the narrative and change the trajectory and that is the formation of why black media matters so much in this country, whether it is a color media platform and we're looking at Hispanics or Latinos and other nationalities, we have to figure out where that comes into play and how that agenda sets forth. So right now I am using my other hat as a registered state lobbyist in Wisconsin to lobby on behalf of the advancement of minority media platforms so that we can get to the point where we can afford to do things um, in a in a big scale. And we really have to do uh, roundtable discussions, the state of minorities in America. We have to change the trajectory of how people treat us by putting out content that's showing iconic leaders in our community, that's showing leaders in our community, that's talking about the financial growth and financial liquidity and how we can create that generational wealth to make sure that our children, children don't suffer at the sins of Generation X and the baby boom who have not taught, uh, who have not, I would say, displayed the application of unity and solidarity. We come together when there is something so drastic as George Floyd's death or Breonna Taylor's situation. But we need to come together on a daily basis to get past the trauma in which minorities have underwent in this country, it's going to take us to actually sit down and really do this on a daily basis and call it a healing practice that we are one and together we can make change. But if we're at odds and at a difference of doing that and we continue to work as individualistically as we have, we will never see or experience the Wakanda or the lifestyle that we desire in this country. We are homeless in America, okay? And as long as we say we are homeless in America, this is what I'm trying to say to you is that you are in a monarchy that was built on Elizabethan Catholics and Roman Catholics and barbarics and Vikings and things of that nature and capitalism. When black people are not about that, we are spiritual beings. We, we level, we play on a different frequency. We are compassionate. We don't want to see people killed, 
shot or harmed or, you know, we still cry, you know, at the drop of a hand. But at the end of the day, we know how to pray and we know how to come together. We understand what family means. And I'm not saying that Europeans don't understand this. It's just that it's more likely that that group of people can shun someone and be desensitized from treating people like humans. And we have to be able to show them that through media, through mass communication, uh, using these platforms to show that, you know what, we are a part of this, the makeup of America. We are successful. We are wonderfully made. When somebody says to me that they went over to Africa and they were able to uh, capture slaves. And I say to them, no, they didn't. They captured queens, kings, doctors, podiatrists. They captured medicine men, medicine women. They captured midwives. They captured attorneys. This is what was taken from us. So you have to change the narrative of how you teach your children. Black history shouldn't just be in February. We should be able to capture our history and celebrate who we are as a people and our kinky hair and our wonderful color of caramel skin. We should do that every single day. Nobody should be able to tell you what time it is in this world and when you should be celebrated. We have to take that back. I want to say one more thing before I go today, because if you don't believe me, if you don't receive this, let me just say this. Power is never given. It's always taken. You could be at the seat at the table, or you can be on the menu. However you want to do this, it's up to you. I'm just a messenger to bring to you the truth of the story is, is that we need to use these media platforms for what it's worth. I believe that Martin Luther King said in his last speech, and you can look this up, he said that I believe I led my people into a burning building. And what he meant by that is that when we decided to assimilate with people, we took away the value of who we are and our pride. We, 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 they had pride in their theaters and the candy store and, and that it was black owned and that we appreciated. So we would go there and we would go shopping. But for some odd reason, a certain generation of people thought it was good for us to sit at the same counter. and It was always better to have what other people had versus what we had and what we controlled and what we made. 1921, the massacre in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma is what that just reminds me of. It's how these people really took the pride to build a city past Greenwood. And I ask that you all just take the time to really just think that let, let that sink in. Is it sinking in that it is at a time and a place that right now we have to be prideful and we have to step back up to the plate and really say to ourselves, we can do this together. We can be a part of that change and we can do that that right now, COVID-19 should have taught us that life is too precious to let go right now. We have to stand for something and stop falling for anything. I believe that if you are listening to the sound of my voice and you understand exactly what I'm talking about, I say for you to hit me up in any kind of shape and form on Exposure Magazine website, Exposure TV Network, and as well as um, Facebook, you can find me at Tam Lawrence. I want you guys to just really just stay with me and let this resonate because I'm going to leave it at that because I can continue on teaching and teaching and teaching, but I don't have time to sit here and blast your ear with a bunch of content if you're not really hearing me. But at which point in time, when will you stand up and be the change that this world needs to see? God has said it best. 
We have to create that change. We can't wait for somebody to give us something. I'm not waiting for government dollars. I'm doing this right now. I'm going to be about that movement. I'm going to be a part of what's going to be going forth to my children, children, and to your children, children. And if you're not looking at this thing, generational curses will continue. We will continue to have issues with wealth and, and we'll continue to keep on chasing the rabbit. If you're chasing money, we're chasing the wrong thing. That's just a figment of your imagination. The real challenge here is to chase the principles, the principles of things that we must change in this time in order for us to begin the process of healing in our communities. So I ask that you please reach out to me if you have anything that you would like to share and continue this conversation. I'm all ears and I'm always open. This is Tam Lawrence and you are in my room and it's been a meeting and I hope that you heard me. I hope that we can congregate together and in unity and solidarity. I stand with you. As long as we can understand together, we are stronger and we can do this. It's just about changing the narrative and how you see it. You see this glass half empty. Somebody else seen it half full. But I see it that we drank the glass and we joined together. I'm going to be with you for a lifetime because your children, children will speak about what exposure meant, what we did and our mission to change how we see one another, how we see one another, not how anybody else sees us, but how we see one another. Get past the trauma, find yourself a help room, find yourself a prayer and get prayed up and stayed up on something that really could change your life. Because when you love other people, you can love yourself and we can love one another. So, um, Needless to say, it's been really fun. I love, love Exposure. This has been brought to you by Exposure Magazine, Exposure Podcast, Community, as well as Exposure TV Network. We are streaming on all of your smart TV devices and mobile devices right now. I want to see more people get involved in putting together content. I have just collaborated with several other platforms that are also streaming platforms and bringing all of these black media outlets together. It's been a journey. It's been over three years, but I'm still putting my feet down to the concrete to make it happen. I am going to keep fighting for us to come together because when you can see media has the ability to make the innocent innocent, I mean guilty, and the guilty innocent and I believe it was Malcolm X that said that it was the most powerful tool that we'll ever have that will change the future and how we design this thing and how we create our own Wakanda is really truly up to you I don't have to continue to keep pressing upon you the seriousness of this because I think you already know the seriousness of it if you never seen George Floyd's death on video on social media would you ever believe that a white man put his knee in the neck of a man and killed him that a man that was harmless It's a man that was not fighting back, a man that was not pointing the gun at him. He put his knee in that man's neck and he died right there in front of us. And it shouldn't be over when the news stopped airing it. It shouldn't be over when people stop talking about George Floyd. It shouldn't be over when we start looking at Sandra Bland. It should not be over when we see Khalif. It should not be over when we see the five men who had actually spent most of their life in prison because a white woman who was jogging in New York said that they were guilty. It should not end here. This is the beginning. We must continue to fight. We must stand up. We must be more stronger. We must be adamant. We must see this change all the way through to the end. Stop with the procrastination and the conversations and the meeting to have another meeting to have another meeting about a meeting that you had before. We don't need to have that no more. 
Right now, we know the problem. We know the seriousness of the problem. So let us be a part of the solution by sitting down at the table and coming to an agenda and a mission that would destroy all that has come against us. I thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.